Welcome to Talking In Stations. Uh, it is Matterall here. We're going to do Eve Newsday with a special guest. Kenneth Feld is here with us today. How's it going, Kenneth? How's it going? Good evening. We also have uh, Sully hanging out with him. You know him from our long hours of live coverage. Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. All right, today is a very big day for news. Also, Gregorian, sorry, I didn't see you in there. Gregorian's in uh, here. Uh, uh, say hi, Gregorian. Hi. Okay, good. Uh, today is an important day because, uh, I don't know if you remember, the cores are coming up really soon. Let's get to the top of that. Quantum core time, which is on the 12th tomorrow. Uh, so you need to core up all the structures that don't have cores at this time and after this point uh every structure that is um sorry actually it would be unfair to say that all structures should have cores after this date because you can choose not to put a core into the structure and just lose some of the some of the function of it we'll talk about that in just a minute with kenneth um but the deadline is, uh, I believe it's tomorrow. Is it uh, the 12th or is it downtime the 12th? It's downtime tomorrow. Okay, so you have all day tomorrow to core up your structures if you want them to continue as they are now. And uh, okay, yeah. so Kenneth, let's, let's actually get into this with Sully as well. And you're going, uh, Kenneth, what's going on with these cores? Why did they put these into the game? What are they about? What do they do? Uh, the reason that they were added was pretty simple. Um, people were unhappy with the rewards for killing your structure. So, and it, it also made people put some skin in the game to limit the spam. So they put these in so that there's an additional sunk cost when you anchor a structure. This would limit the spam and also if someone attacks it and kills it it's a guaranteed drop so the what's it seven hundred thousand for a rate or 700 million i'm sorry for a rate um if someone kills that rate that's a guaranteed drop they can loot it and they they can divide up the 700 million amongst everyone who killed it i think the keep star is like 30 billion something like that yeah 30 billion for a keep star so if a keep star is killed uh, and it's cored, then that's a guaranteed 30 billion for whoever loots it, not necessarily the attackers, but whomever loots it and gets away with it. Yeah. So that is, here's a price list that we're looking at now. And uh, so Astro House is 600 million, and then it goes all the way up to Sotio, 10 billion. Uh, Keepstar actually is the highest with 30 billion there. But an Asbel is another 3 billion. That's considerable. A Tatara is 3.5 billion. A Fortizar is 4 billion. So this is going to add to the cost of dropping a structure, isn't it? I just spent 65 billion three days ago on my own personal structures. Oh my God, that's a lot. But you're an industrialist. Uh, we should have said that earlier. You're somebody that ha has personal structures and you use them to make things in large scales. All right, so that's... Yeah. That's a hundred percent loot drop. So now your structure is going to be, if you core it, right? If you put a core into it, you can't put any new structures down without doing this. So the only structures- That's, that's been in the game since 13 October. 
Right. That's why I didn't want to say all structures have been cored, but... <clears throat> But what we're talking about here are the ones that were grandfathered in. After this point, they will no longer be grandfathered in. However, right, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow at ground at downtime, they're no longer grandfathered. And if they're not cored, you lose tether, you lose refit, and you lose repair. But it does not affect any timers. You only lose the ability to tether. So, like if you undock from an uncored structure, it's essentially the same as. Um, uh, NPC station. Yeah, with a little more danger, if I recall, you can't, um, you don't have any invulnerability when you undock. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, if you're targeted or if you have a timer, you can't dock up, right? Yeah, that's the same, even with tether. If you're, if you are um, scrammed, you can't dock, even if tether is available. Right, but an NPC station, you could kind of hang out in front of the station and dock up even if you had, uh, if even if you were, what, pointed? Like, what's the difference? That, yeah. Right, yeah. If you're pointed on an NPC station, you can just dock and say, ha ha, screw you, right. uh, call no joy. And you, you, you can also refit your ships in most NPC station mountains outside of Poshvin. Yeah, the major thing that's going to impact whether structures get called is that repair and refit. Mm -hmm. Teva is a bit of a, it's a utility, but it's not a necessity. But I know many Fortasars that are um, in, say, Curse of Great Wildlands that we rely on for repair and refit over, or at least have over the last few periods of months. So without that, it kind of makes it so that structure is essentially just a place we can go to to hide ourselves and like make sure our ship is safe. But without the ability to repair, it really does hinder things. So that's the major two services that I think are the most option. Tethering is um, a utility. I know of at least two or three dozen Athenors in low-sec and uh, NPC null-sec that haven't got cores, and I imagine probably won't have cores because you don't. they don't need that repair and refit because there's other structures in the system that already have a core. So I right. think there's still going to be a fair few that don't, but um, I think the majority of them beginning... Uh, heading on will begin to start having calls and that one thing that i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure this is the way it's going to work it's kind of my gut feel right now but i'm 99.99 percent sure i'm right if you dock and you undock your capacitor will not fill up either because that's part of the repair function so i'm pretty sure you know how like now if you're sitting on the undock of an npc station and you get down to 10 percent shields and you dock and then undock your shields go back to 100%. I don't think that will happen if there's no repair in the station or the Citadel. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it's going to work. Yeah, got it. Uh, and that's that's actually pretty important. It seems to me that it, the, the core really prevents any of the combat utilization of the structure, the stuff that you might use in a forward operating base, for instance. Yeah, I know that my alliance has announced that not all structures will be tethered, and they've marked uh, which structures are not are not going to be cored. And I'm sure most other big alliances have made similar decisions. Yeah, have you seen any of that, Kenneth, or Sully? People deciding not to core their structures. Yeah, uh, a few I here believe. and there, nothing, no large scale that I've seen really. Now. 
I do know that there are major alliances who had a list of stuff that, hey, we're going to take these 15 structures down next week. And they, they put this out a couple weeks ago. They're already down now. But, you know, these we're not going to bother the core. So we're not going to bother to have them because we don't want people to jump into them and die or something like that. So they just completely just took them down. Right. So, so people don't get confused. That makes sense. Yeah. The big thing I can foresee, um, at least in space in, the, uh, in my area space, is if we have like an Astra house that is anchored as a clone bay, for example, it doesn't require a core because it's used for a specific thing. Um, we have had a lot of structures unanchored recently um, just because of, the cause made um, a lot of the Alliance leadership kind of go, okay, let's do a review. Do we need this structure? Do we need to put core in this structure? And so we've just been able, they've just kind of gone through and made the decision of it's not really needed. Okay, we'll pull it down. So there's been a lot of that. And that's been, I think that's been the same across the entirety of EVE is knowing whether they need that structure, making them do a check of, okay, do we need to core it? Do we not? Things like that. Right. And so to be specifically clear about what doesn't work, uh, interesting, the capacitor one I hadn't heard of, it's not written anywhere, but that makes some sense. It's hard to find here what doesn't work, but it's buried in, in here somewhere. Repair services disabled. Right here, um, without a core installed, ship fitting, tethering, and ship module repair services will be disabled. In addition to that, you probably, um, did you say that you think the docking won't uh, fill up your capacitor? Right. I think it either uses the ship fitting or the repair as a, as a precursor to that type thing. Oh, interesting. Um, and so I'm not sure that, that it'll do that, to be honest with you. Yeah, that that's a tricky one because... The, even with NPC stations, this is the first time we've had this limitation put in. You know, even with old conquerable stations, when you destroyed those service modules, um, there were still things like the ship still did regen shield and capacitor. But this is with citadels, this is like completely new, so it's kind of unproven ground. So we won't really know until after patch tomorrow um, whether or not these sort of things come in or what they was tied to. Well, that's going to be interesting. I could see that one being important. There, I hope you guys can read that. It is hard to find what will shut off, so it's buried inside of here, required for existing structures. Really strange place. You'd think they'd bullet point these things out, uh, but they didn't. Yeah, one oh, common... Yeah, but in the grand scheme, of, grand scheme of things, that's pretty minor. You know, if it had changed the, the RF timers or something like that, you know, I'm sure they've gotten more play, but um, I don't think they imagined a whole lot of structures out there that weren't either A, going to be taken down, or B, core. So it was just a deterrent. Hey, this is what's going to happen to you. And like yeah. I said before, I know a, I know probably 50 structures that have been taken down. And one of the things behind this was to limit the spam. And, you know, 50 less structures, although tiny in the, in the overall grand scheme of New Eden, still less spam. Yeah, that was, you're saying CCP's idea was to create less uh, spam in general, structures everywhere that weren't used. Yeah, correct. Okay. Lost you a little bit there, but you said correct. Yeah, so that was part of the the idea. That was. It seems like a couple things. One is 
we don't want to kill these structures. They're not worth it. Well, now they are. Now they have a 100% loot drop of something that's very sellable and very expensive. And I think you can sell these to the market. You can keep them, sell them to a friend, or you can turn them into the market. So they will sell. They have a 100% sell rate. Yeah, uh, there's an NPC buy orders for them. Yeah, which makes them, so it won't be like you're stuck with something that's useless. It will be worth exactly what it, you paid for it or more. Uh, it won't depreciate. I thought it was still going to be worth a little bit less. So uh, unanchoring your own structures will just lose you money anyway. <laughs> that's what I thought. The what now? I thought it was worth a little bit less than you paid for. If you sell it to NPC buy orders, I thought selling it back was a uh, net loss, so you'd only make money by killing structures. The only thing you'd lo you lose is the tax. Um, the locations for sale is a lot li less um, available than the locations to buy, but um, most people would, you know, uh, I can imagine most groups that are killing these and getting the cause evil plan to use them themselves, or they will take them to Jita and just put them up on the market for convenience of like the logistics side of Nullsec, um, because there isn't one there. It's not seeded in GTA 4.4, it's seeded in Perimeter. So quite easily pilots could seed them in GTA for the NPC sale price plus the taxes and quite easily make the same amount um, just on convenience for everyone else. But okay. the only thing you do lose is the tax. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll see how much uh, these uh, NPC buyers will buy it back for. Again, you could just sell it to a different person that might need a core uh, or whatever. But the point is, so the first thing is you get something for killing a structure now. So people are going to be on the hunt for structures. Uh, the second thing is uh, they didn't want to see so many structures out there that are just not being used. So you're really only going to put a structure out if you're going to use it and you're going to benefit from it. Otherwise, you're just going to be losing money. Uh, those are the two things I think that are part of this. Yeah. A couple other things. Sure. If you install a core, it cannot be removed by any way, shape, or form. The only two ways to remove them are to unanchor it or blow it up. That's the only way to get the core out. And either way, it's 100% drop. Interesting. So you can't take it out once you put it in. And you can't now, after a while ago now, but if you any new structure since I think last month or the month before. October 13th. October 13th, a while ago, yeah. You can't put any new structure up without a core, so it is mandatory. And also, too, if you look at the sizes, if you blow up a Keepstar or a Satoyo, in order to retrieve the core, you're going to have to have a jump freighter or a freighter. It's the only two things that can loot that core. Um, for the large ones, the Asbel and the Tatara, they both require either a DST, a jump freighter, a freighter, because they're 50,000 cubic meters. So there's going to be some strategy involved there to get those looted as well without getting blown up. Yeah, I believe these are adjusted volume values as well, because um, originally I believe the Keepstar was... Uh, I think it was 600,000 M3, the original plans. Yeah, the CSM, we went round and round with CCP for the better part of three weeks coming up with these, uh, with the prices and the sizes. I'm not going to get into that too much, but uh, let's just say we're on like, uh, you know, plan Z of um, <laughs> sizes and, and prices. 
Yeah, I remember some wormholers, uh, wormhole friend of mine were extremely outraged because they're like, how the hell do we get this in our wormhole? We can't take a freighter in. <laughs> right, that was that was one of the big things. Uh, there's a Keepstar in a, in a C2, and we were like, he can never core that because you can't take a ship that can hold the core in there. How do you, how can you possibly core this deep star? And they're like, oh yeah, uh, okay. And then we started. That was about the start of our negotiations, and then we went from there. Yeah. Well, your uh, your unfortunately your bad connection is creating some funny effects, but we'll just call it the Kenneth Feld uh, remix. <laughs> oh, so welcome yeah. to the country. Yeah, yeah. So the so you guys CSM had some input on how to balance the. Uh, the, how much these things cost and how much they weigh and what can what ships can move them and uh and then the wormholers also had an adjustment made so they could actually core it up which is i remember that discussion happening yeah wormholers were were definitely not forgotten in this round all right good um so let's see is there anything else about cores uh they're not mandatory to put into structures now but there are going to be structures that are hampered this has nothing to do with fuel and timers and uh the structure getting weaker in any way right yeah one common misconception is um a lot of people have said the structure will be forced into low power the services will turn off things like that um it only affects tethering fitting and ship for module repair. Those are the only three services that are affected. They're core station services as well. They're not like you add a service on. Um, it doesn't affect any capacity for the structures themselves. A keep star will still be as strong as a keep star with a core. The only difference is if you have a hundred Titans tethered on it, they won't be tethered. There's no change to the actual structure itself. Okay, so they won't die faster, they won't drop all their loot, and all that kind of stuff is about is based on fuel and abandoned structures and low-powered structures. It's totally separate from this. Okay. Yeah, correct. Awesome. Is there anything else that we should know about cores uh, before tomorrow? Like, you know, one thing that comes to no. mind is these things are big, especially for big structures, they're big. So uh, you're going to need a big ship to move it, and you're going to need maybe some security because people are going to be watching uh, for these things, especially where they sell them and where they where they buy them. The NPC stations that do. Uh, one thing, though, if you're a if you're a large entity that has like sixty some keep stars, and uh, you need sixty some of these cores at thirty billion a pop, uh, that's one point eight trillion isk. Yikes. Yeah, I, I believe but, over the last month I've secured delivery of 19 Keepstar cores, I think, to various groups through jump rate services and stuff. And I'm like, wow, oh, that's a lot. The other thing is, too, um, if you say you have a Keepstar and it is not cored, I, I, I don't know this for certain, but I can, I'll, I'll talk about how I think it's going to work later. Um, you if say you have a core just in the hangar, but not actually installed, and then that Keepstar gets attacked, you can install the core, say after it's in Shield RF, then you can install the core, that way your Titans can get tethering. But until that point, if you don't want to sink the ISK, you could just have it in there 
And then if you're either going to give up that keep stall or it never gets attacked, then you never have to put it in there. You just won't have the tether repair and, and, and the ship fitting, but you can install these at less than a hundred percent because typically when, when a keep star or any Citadel is less than a hundred percent shields there, you're very limited on what you can do for fitting and that kind of stuff. But one of the keep stars that we dropped, I think it was in YZ nine or whatever was after the, the, the 13th of October. And we lagged out so bad there was actually two jump freighters jumped in. Both of them docked. Both of them were trying to take the, the seat so that they could install. And the goon shot the Keepstar all the way down to like 85% before we could get the core in to start the 15-minute timer. So that core was installed with like 85% structure. So I think the core can be installed at any time, any place, and at any level. So if you are going to go attack a structure, like, oh, this one's not cored. This is going to be easy. They won't defend it. And you put it into shield RF and you come back for the armor timer. And all of a sudden that core absent or whatever it says goes away and the sino goes up. You better hold on your butt, sunshine. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> and, yeah. and they instantly got tether back. So that's that could be a... I can see that more of a low sec trap, um, but I, you know, I can see it coming at least, you know, the first time, once you put the core in there, then, then the gigs up, but I'm sure there's a few of them out there that people have plans for, you know, all that, that highway there in Hematar and uh, where all those gankers set up because mm -hmm. on all those bases, I can see a bunch of that coming into play down there. Um, but that's something to, to be, definitely wary of if you see a an uncored citadel um all someone has to do is jump in the seat and they can instantly core it and the defenders instantly get tether back yeah i can remember i did do some testing on this for that specific reason of hmm if we attack this structure and they put a coin what happens and you are correct in that there is no limit of when you can call it it can be in the middle of being shot by a hundred titans it can be in the middle of repairing it could just be sat in space there is no time you cannot install a core um under attack you can't refit keep starters or citadels or anything like that but a core will always allow to be installed there is nothing that will say you're not allowed to do this at this time and you can you can pre-move the core into the structure itself and store it there or yeah for pre-existing structures yes yeah. okay but for the for an anchoring structure right. you can't dock until it's anchored and normally the 15 minute timer would start but you've got to sino in after it anchors but before the 15 minute starts, you have to sino in dock and install the core and then the 15 minute timer will start now if it's a you know fort and low sec you can you can warp the dst to it or whatever but you can't dock until it's anchored and in the old way, the 15-minute timer would start right away. But now that 15-minute timer doesn't start till the core is installed. Got it. Okay. Um, question here from chat. Uh, there are two deploy types in the chart, deploy and deploy flex. What do they mean and which structure uses which system? So the deploy flex are things like Ansflex jump gates and Sano beacons and Sano jammers. They're considered mo uh, more mobile structures. So 
they don't require cores because they're used for infrastructure purposes. Yeah, aren't those aren't those technically called flex structures? Yeah, exactly. I believe yeah, that is their line. Yeah. So uh, it's only those three. So any engineering citadel or refineries are the standard uh, on the left chart here. The flex ones are literally just jump bridges, sano beacons, and sano jammers. Those three structures kind of. What, what do the flex structures have to do with cores? They don't have cores. They don't, right? Correct. So why are they no cores? Nothing. Why are they even on this list? Is it just because CCP used the same infographic? No, they just wanted to show the difference. See on the on the left hand graphic where it says deploy, and then down in that bottom right it says fifteen minute fifteen minute repair timer complete. Yeah. Um, does not start without core installed or something like that. Oh. And the other side doesn't have that. So they were just showing the difference between them. Yeah. Um, I believe originally when they put out the cores in the first patch of September, the uh, flex structures did actually have a core absent uh, logo on them as a, as a bug. So uh, that I think also led into this infographic of saying, actually, you guys, we made a mistake and, you know, they don't have to have a core in here. Look, so I think that's also why it kind of they separated out a bit more. All right, because it's a little confusing. If you look at it, you're looking for the why the the flex structure would be up here. Um, but that makes a lot of sense. They're showing you, as you pointed out, how one is different than the other. So flex structures don't have cores. All cores are going to be normal structures, which are your engineering complexes, your citadels, and these sorts of things. Thanks for answering yeah, my question. Uh, one more question. Will it be 100% drop rate if the core is not installed, but just in a hangar? No. no they'll get asset like safety. Very, yeah. It acts like a regular asset. So if it's abandoned, it will drop. If it's not abandoned, yeah, asset safety. So I, yeah. I see a strategy here for keep stars that already exist, and that is to bring a core in early, maybe have brought it already, Store it in the structure. Don't use it unless you have to, because you can't remove it after you install it. And literally wait for a shield timer to start getting triggered before you put it in. Well, keep stars are a little bit different because, especially you know during the big war, titans are used as defensive uh, items. And the biggest advantage a keep star has is being able to tether your titans to it. So I don't think they would ever consider a, a keep star defense without a core i mean it's just it's just not going to happen right That'll at, happen. at the very least a core available to install um speaking on like 1dq for example i foresee none of those fortazars having their core installed until it's needed because otherwise you've just got a big chunk of isk in a structure that's kind of added to it so i don't expect them to be done but keep stars and things they will at least have one available if it's not already installed. And and if it drops to asset safety, you wait five days, you send it to another structure and system, and you only have to pay a half a percent tax. So it's negligible as far as what you have to pay for tax. Yeah. So just to be clear for the uh, Jay Riverton who's asked, uh, can the core be taken out at the last second? The answer is no. As uh, Kenneth told us, there's only one. There's only two ways that core can come out of a structure once it's put in: it's destruction or it's unanchoring. And it's at the end of the unanchoring process when it repackages and you can scoop it. That's when it spits out the core. 
Oh, interesting. So if you were in, that also complicates extraction of Keepstar, right? Like if you take down and unanchor a Keepstar and it's cord, you're going to need two freighters. Or one freighter, one jump freighter. Oh, that fits in the jump freighter. Okay. Correct. But it will not fit in a Oracle. Oh, interesting. I believe a max expanded uh, Sharon will be able to hold them, but there's, I don't think a max expanded Fenrir will. Uh, a Sharon is 1204. Yeah, it's it's one oh five oh. Yeah. So okay. So oh yeah, almost any freighter will be able to hold both of those if you have the faction, um, the faction lows. Yeah, it won't be ideal for the freighters what's we doing at that, but it's just enough. If yeah. there's any fit in the in the structure, then something will have to be left behind. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, unanchoring of keep stars is very rare. I've unanchored a keep star before, uh, and it's stressful. I've seen uh, my sister keep star was unanchored by somebody else and it was stolen in the process. Uh, Goonswarm tried to unanchor keep stars a little earlier in this war, a few weeks back, and they had one blown up in process and one actually stolen. So unanchoring a keep star is not a simple thing to do. The core will make it a little more complicated because you'll need to have a second driver for the core since it's so big. Yeah, most groups, I imagine, um, when they begin these anchor processes with cores will be, okay, you're here for the structure, you're here for the core and fit, because the structure itself is different in a different container, so it's less clicking for the pilots. It'll be getting them out, minimizing losses and things like that. Yeah. It's uh, definitely something that will make um, unanchoring and withdrawing the structures that little bit harder, but also that little bit more you require more protection to do so as uh yeah unanchoring structures is never fun especially when you forget about it because it's such a long unanchor time it's a week all right uh kenneth is there anything else that we need to know about quantum cores i think we covered it pretty well we've covered it on previous shows too yeah and i'm sorry i can't watch twitch on this poor internet out here with any other questions coming up no problem I'll, yeah any other questions for kenneth I have a few more questions for you myself, but it's on a different topic, but we'll, uh, we'll look for more questions uh, from chat if there are. Uh, my question for you is, we just had a huge battle. Uh, you're somebody that was around in BTACR days and even before. You were part of Pandemic Legion. You were somebody that helped them reconstitute their Titan uh, fleet after it was trapped or destroyed inside of BTACR. That's some of your history, and of course you've been playing this Full time with Pandemic Legion. What are your thoughts on the M2 fight, both the armor timer and the hull timer, uh, as far as like what happened and how much how damaging it was? Um, yeah, I mean, the, while the the armor timer was almost an even trade, uh, you know, that's just line them up and duke it out, and uh, you know that is what it is uh pl we had all of our stuff replaced in uh, roughly three days um everyone was sitting in new titans with uh, implants ready to go um i don't know too much about the others to be honest with you i i've just been focused on getting getting my guys and working with headliner and making sure we're we're taken care of um as far as the hull timer I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, the server was working. I think the big thing that really, really got us bad was we were jumping from T5 
which was already at 65, 6,800 people, into M2, which was another 6,500 people. Um, now, CCP just returned to work today. Today was the end of their holiday break. Wow. So our first CSM meeting is Thursday, and I would imagine we're going to get a glimpse into kind of their findings. So I don't, I don't have any idea now. Anything I, I say now is strictly Kenneth Feld's gut feel. Yeah. But I really think it was, you know, a, a server that was already tie-dyed to hell, jumping to another server that was tie-dyed to hell. And that's why you had so many ghost titans. They tried to jump, they timed out, and they just got sent back home, not realizing they died in between. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, CCP has said they're, they're hands off on this. They have not touched anything during this war. They haven't moved anybody. What's happened has happened, and that's it. I know that from our side, you know, there's a lot of people saying, hey, you know, nothing worked. We should get all the Titans back. And there's some people on the other side saying, hey, all those Titans that they got back as ghost Titans should all be taken away because we killed them all. There's kill mails for them, you know. And so there's one side, there's the other side, and, the, and you know, what's going to happen is probably somewhere in the middle which is about what did happen and CCP has not touched anything. Um, mm -hmm. There was a kind of an incident this morning that I'm not going to get into too much of um, on here, but uh, I think there's some people out there that are scanning their ESI endpoints. They know where their assets are. They know where the bubbles are and they're figuring out that, Hey, uh, I'm not in a bubble. And they're logging in and, and skedaddling and people are mad because they can't get their pictures there and bubble them in time and they're getting out. Um, now today's, we don't even know it was a hostile or a friendly Titan, just someone jumped out. But we replayed the feedback from T5Z and we're pretty sure he didn't jump into T5Z. So I don't know where they jumped to and we don't know what alliance they were from or, or whatever. But there's definitely some ways to get out the same way we got out of X 47, uh, you know, cause UALX. or yeah, I'm sorry, UALX. Yeah. It's yeah. Titans all over the place. So then we're digging through all the assets to get the X, Y, Z endpoints, find out where you are and are you safe? Okay. Log in jump. And you know, there's a lot of people mad about that, but again, that was just a server thing. Now CCP did move one Titan there. And when everybody complained about it, then they're like, okay, yep, yeah, we're not moving no more. You guys are on your own. And as far as I know, since that point in time, CCP have never touched big fleet fights. What happens with the server is what happens with the server. Good, bad, otherwise, indifferent, it, that's it. And uh, so that's basically where we are right now, just trying to uh, figure out where everybody is and who we can get out when. Yeah, I believe with um, that fight, the pilot in question that got moved out in his Titan actually got moved back as well they i believe it was determined that it was um he was moved out and he wasn't meant to be because seems to be have had this precedent for a long time of they just don't get involved in these sort of things because that way they don't have to worry about upsetting one side one side claiming they've had ccp help things like that they just go nope we just wipe our hands and i believe the titan pilot that did get moved out did in fact get moved back into his previous position which i find quite funny that mm. Titan pilot just it gets, I believe he got a login pop-up saying, you've been moved, don't log him in unless you want to die. <laughs> oh, interesting. 
Yeah, I do believe the one that got moved out did in fact get moved back because it was uh, there was a lot of outcry of people complaining because I, I know there was a load of stuck petitions filed because um, it was a uh, plus one minute. I believe there was a dev blog about it all those years ago. Right. Okay. I didn't realize that had happened. Um, okay. Ghost Titans, for those that don't understand, is a Titan that uh, made the jump from T5 to M2. M2 is where the battle was. T5 is where the staging was. So you start out in T5. You jump into where the battle is in... Uh, how can I just forget that? In M2. And then you appear... But your pilot doesn't appear and your modules don't appear. So when you get targeted and blasted, you really, your Titan just gets destroyed quickly and it's dead and a kill mail is produced. But the kill mail has nothing on it except the Titan. And when you log into the game, the Titan ends up being the way it was before you jumped in. So it's a ghost. Yeah, we have a little ghost uh, kill mail symbol there. <laughs> um, so that's what a ghost titan is. So 100 and these are the numbers we had at one point. They may have changed, but 165 titans jump in and 90 of them end up back where they started. Uh, so they did die, or we think they died, but they also are alive back where they started. So that is over half of the titans that jumped in. Not all of them stay oh, yeah. ghosts, though, but go ahead. Um, yeah, a couple of them, um, I believe, did in fact get uh, removed. So, Ghost Titans is a kind of, it's an unknown thing. It's it's a it's yeah. all intents and a bug in Eve. It shouldn't happen, but it happens. Uh, Kenneth, um, due no, to the way not, none happened. of them got removed. There's been no action by CCP on that. No, uh, I don't mean removed by action on CCP. It's just like the server side going, okay, you're actually gone, and kind of removes it. Uh, no act not an actional remove the the big thing that happened is some of the titans that died actually got an insurance payout but then they got their titan and all their modules back um yeah. and also some of the titans that died dropped modules modules were looted but the titan showed back up with all their modules back and ccp said very cleanly we're not taking any insurance payments back we're not changing any duplicated modules we're not touching anything what happened is what happened that's what happened on the server and have a nice day and yeah. that you know i think that's better it's it's luck of the draw you know some days you're the windshield some days you're the bug and <laughs> that was our turn to be the bug yeah, yeah. I, th I think as well it's a good precedent in that they're continuing with they're not getting involved because it also saves them a lot of work and hassle um I just want to quickly say the funniest bug though from this M2 fight was the bridging Titan from PL appearing in system. I think that has to be the funniest bug that I've seen in a while. Yeah. yeah. And there were some Titans on the login screen said they were in M2 and they logged in and they were actually in T5Z. Yeah. So the game didn't even know where they were. Yeah. And, and we assume as Kenneth explained earlier, it's one full server communicating with another full server and these things are timing out and so there's a miscommunication and that's why you exist in both places um so it was big i did you expect that to happen uh, kenneth nice dog by the way uh did you expect oh, did you expect that would happen 
I mean, obviously, you don't want to stick a full 6,000 on top of another 6,000. We've never been there. I don't think that's what happened. I think a few thousand jumped into a, uh, a 4,500 person uh, server. In other words, you had 4,500 people in one server. There's room on that server, you would assume. And so you jump in another thousand or two, you still have some room. But did you expect and, it to and, act that way? No, I ex I expected it to work. It you is did? good. Okay, so this is what I kind of expected. We jump in, they would DD 10 to 15 Titans, and you would just lose them off the top. And you consider that your your charge to jump in. That's you you, you were just gonna lose those, but then the rest would load and then you start slugging it out. Um, you know, and, and what we did that bridge Titan actually bridged a fleet in the guy that owned the bridge Titan actually bridged himself and his entire fleet. So they know it wasn't instead of bridge accident because the, the fleet bridged, if you jump instead of bridge, you, you the, the fleet doesn't go with you. So, so we know, and while the bridge was still up, that client crashed the desktop and then it just showed up in M2. So even goons agreed that if there was ever a time for ccp to get involved then that would be the time but but even myself billy and the rest of the csm on our side said nope don't touch it what happened oh, really? happened and we'll deal with it wow but, but all that said i really we bridged in a couple fleets just to see how the server would react and the server was fine for 10 percent tie dot you know I mean, as fine as you can expect under the circumstances. And then that's when we made the call to jump in the big stuff. And so, as soon so, as we did that, it so went you, to hell in a handbasket quick. So you did put your toe in the water to see if it was warm enough. Correct. Absolutely. And then you, you said, okay, the water's warm. Let's go in. And you jump in and it turns out the whole lake is full of ice or iced over and you can't get through. Yeah, or four little barracudas, however you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. They chewed you up, right? But you end up on the beach and you're half all right. Half of you still there. <laughs> well, exactly. what's it? I didn't know that you guys on CSM were like, we'll take the loss, don't mess with it. We don't want to. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you complain that this wasn't fair and you need your Titans back? Well, uh, okay. Well, f first of all, we were only talking about that one single ship that bridged. Oh, I see. Okay. And then landed there. That was the only single ship that goons were like, you know, we won't contest. Hey, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and we were just like, Nope, hands off because the next time it happens, they may be the bug and we may be the windshield. You know, it's, it's the, just not having CCP touch it. It's just so much better for everybody. Yeah. So no ambiguity. If it happens again, you know how to handle it. No ambiguity. Yeah. And so that guy that bridged a fleet over got sucked into his own vortex and lost his Titan. No, he didn't lose it. It, oh, it, it came it back. M2, but it, it, he warped. It was, it was, uh, I'm pretty sure it's back in T5Z now. Cause he was, he was like at the sun or something. Uh, I, 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 I knew where he was a week ago when he got out, but yeah. I mean, you can the SI and tell where the asset is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm right in thinking, Kenneth, the first battle of M2 really did have an impact on like that decision to, okay, we'll, we, we'll be willing to lose 20 Titans here. Do you think if the first battle went, um, as previous Keepstar fights are, have gone, you know, insane tie-dye, things like that, um, four to five minute server calls, do you think if that had happened on the first fight, the second fight would have gone 
much differently or do you think it would have been roughly the same? I'm not exactly sure what you're asking, but I mean, the, the first fight was fine. I mean, yeah, it sucked. It was tie-dye, but I mean, the server reacted as well as you could expect under those circumstances. And we were expecting the same. And we knew we had a significant numeric advantage and we were, we were willing to trade again. I think uh, maybe one of the things that have been we've kind of kicked around was the idea that the fight went so well the first time that a lot of people came back to the game to participate in the second fight, which was going to be even bigger. And that's why it was so well attended. Those are big groups that went after each other. And that was because of what we know now as two servers being full, being a circumstance uh, that uh, a situation that creates weird circumstances didn't go very well. So maybe if the first fight hadn't gone well, the second fight wouldn't have been as big. Yeah, what was it? Like, I think if you add up T5Z, 1DQ, and M2, there was over 15,000 pilots total. And it was like 30% of the entire game was in those three systems. Uh, it, it, the little blurb is in the dev blog. Yeah. But um, you know, if everybody had jumped in and the server had a held, it would have been over 15,000 people from what I remember. Yeah. One caveat I always say on this to make it clear, that's what would have happened total with everybody that jumped in. We don't know when those people would have jumped in and we don't know where from. So they could have been Imperium, they could have been Pappy, they could have been third party. They also could have uh, come in way later uh, or, you know, but it's not like that tells you that uh, that Pappy FCs try to jump in 6,000 on top of another 6,000 because that's ridiculous. Nobody would do that that has any experience at all. Right. And then, you you know, you'd have the little the little guys with 50 dreads all hunkered together in case someone tried to take a gate and you were going to gank them or something like that. So, you know, oh, right. even though we had 6,800 in T5Z, you know, only maybe 4,000 were destined to go to the fight. The other 2,000 were, you know, uh, uh, someone with two Titans and they only wanted to put one in initially and see how it held or, you know, someone quad boxing some extra um, dreads or something like that. So they weren't necessarily all destined to go in all in one shot. Um, they could have been for other uses, you know, bridge mm -hmm. Titans, all that kind of stuff. And I would imagine 1DQ was pretty much the same. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, that, you'd have to ask one of those guys for sure. Yeah. But I think that statement is a little misleading and that's why I keep putting that on there. I think it could have been made clear. It's made at the very end here and it's an astounding admission that if, um, if all the, the if all the ships that wanted to get in there would have gotten in there, it would have been twice as big as our record. And that makes it sound like a ridiculous notion, but, uh, that, you know, they need to break that apart and say, like, the servers had trouble when this many people tried to get in at the same time or something. Um, otherwise, it looks like Pappy were idiots and tried to jump in 6,000 on top of 4,000, which isn't, the, isn't what happened. Okay. Um, what do you think of the state of the war uh, right now? Kenneth, do you have any, any comments on where we're at? Uh, from our side, as far as I know, nothing's changed. Um, you know, there's still some people stuck in system, but, uh, we're fighting every day. And, um, if they think we're leaving, they're sadly mistaken. 
Oh yeah, are you are you in it for the for the long haul, whatever it is? I don't give a shit if we stay here till twenty twenty three. That's it. Don't, aren't you one of those guys that wants to get everybody back to your home territory so you can go back to industrial things? Mm -mm. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> That's not how it works, right? Uh, nope. Yeah. I wonder about that though. When you, because you do stuff that takes a lot of planning and industry and all that. Uh, when you go on deployment, I mean, PL when they deploy, they're they're constantly moving around. Uh, do you have to chase the deployment in order to make supplies, or do you make them at your home bases and then transport them? No, we're good. Not gonna not gonna answer that one. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 doing okay. <laughs> all right. I thought that would be interesting, but you know, we'll talk after the war. When I will tell you, I will tell you this: I have not built anything since the war started. That's how prepared we were for this war. Oh wow, that's interesting. That's uh, it's believable. All right, cool. All right, what other pieces of news do we have here? Oh, by the way, uh, Kenneth, if you want to take off, that's fine. Thanks uh, for hanging out with us and telling us uh, about the course and everything. I don't want to hold you if you need to go, but you're welcome to stay as well. Uh, we have a little. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave the 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 Cali the Ohio State uh, Bama game is on. It's uh, it's already past the first quarter. Oh I yeah. So, don't don't let me hold you up from the game. Thanks for coming by. Yep. Y'all have a good night. All right. Thanks. All right, everybody. That was Kenneth Feld, uh, master builder, CSM uh, guy, all around smart, smart player in general. Um, and that is uh, a reminder that. Uh, the cores, the quantum cores are tomorrow. That's the deadline. So downtime tomorrow. Uh, make sure you put your cores in if you want that structure to function the way it's functioning now. Otherwise, it will lose some functionality. All right. We talked about the timer. Let's go to a few other things here. Um, I don't know. Gregorin, you're still here. What, do, what else do we have? Well, we had... Uh, well, the Alliance Tactical Supremacy did a year-in-review video that they released over the weekend. You got a link for that? Yeah, you, you, I gave it to you, the link to you, and it sounded like you liked the video? Yeah, I just didn't grab the link. I'll grab it now. It was great. I thought uh, they did some 3D in combat, some 3D uh, mouse movements in combat, and I haven't seen that before. Ron USMC is really good at uh, using the 3D mouse but in here, they were close up. You can sense some of the scale, which I thought was quite good. Uh, let me grab that video. And there's currently a fight over the T5Z iHub, which I, I'm currently in. Oh, yeah? But How is since it's an, it's an ongoing fleet, so I'm not going to comment any further. Okay. There were some uh, things... Attacked in, oh, where is it? I want to be more precise. Is it catch? Yeah, catch. Yeah. yeah. What's going on in catch? There were a few structure timers. It sounded like... Uh... So, um, okay, I was imagining Gregorian's probably trying to shoot people at the moment. So it seems like the Imperium have had a kind of a disruption campaign going on in catch and esoteria and things like that. And today there was um, a Tatara, Asbel, and a Fortisar destroyed um, in catch by various, various different Papi alliances, including 
test lines. So um, looks like there is some disruption going on in the back lines. The I believe the combined total is around about 35, 36 billion in these three structures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten the impression that the Imperium wants to uh, drive a wedge into Legacy to try to convince uh, some of the smaller Legacy alliances to leave the war as an important part of their strategy. It looks like that's where the damage is. Brave looks pretty intact over here in the green. Uh, they look and, to be pretty intact. But over here, you had Watchmen. They seem to be gone. Well, they disbanded, and most of their corporations merged into other legacy alliances a couple weeks ago. Right. So it's working. It, it, you're not getting rid of the players, but you're getting rid of the alliance. Um but it looks like there's some other. I don't know if this is all Watchmen ter- former Watchmen territory or yeah. Dreadbomb, I think, picked up most of the Watchmen solve. I don't see that they installed anything though, because the iHubs. There's no owners for iHubs here. Let's see if we look at uh, TCUs. Yeah, Zeke at zero is Dreadbomb, and I think I oh, saw okay. them pick up a lot of TCUs. Yeah, Dotland could be um, outdated in terms of the iHub ownership stuff. It does take a little while for Dotland to update. Okay. So, uh, okay. Interesting. Is that a, an aggressive action by Dreadbomb or are they allied? They're not allied with Legacy. No. Dreadbomb was originally in the uh, campaign uh, war for Pappy side. However, I think it was about a month, maybe a month and a half after the war began, they withdrew and basically said, we don't want to be part of this. It's not fun for us. So they kind of withdrew back and have since They've been harassing over fire and legacy as well, just trying to cause disruption and get uh, kill miles and things like that. What they yeah. can do. Yeah, that's my impression that they're um, they're not necessarily hostile, but they're not friendly either. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in that neighborhood in the future. Uh, here's the group you talked about: uh, tactical. What was, what's their name? Tinkle. T- tactical supremacy. Tactical supremacy. They're this group over here. Yeah, they, they're an Australian alliance. Until late in 2019, they were part of Legacy, but they left to go off to do their own thing. Yeah, so I'm going to play a little of this. I'm not going to play the music uh, for reasons, um, but let's look at this video a little bit, and then I'll put the link in there. Uh, some stuff looks pretty... Um, set up but it becomes very cinematic in a way i haven't seen a video become cinematic yet uh and so the editing was really good in this especially when you look at the music and their music choices and how they linked uh, the action with the music it works really well but they uh they really conveyed something that i haven't seen in in eve uh for a long time as far as videos go that people make and that is the sense of scale you can feel that with some of the imagery Uh, that you're going to see in a few minutes. And I'll go ahead and fast forward just a little bit. Look at that Titan coming in, for instance. Uh, You can sense that that's in the deep background and it's gigantic. So you can, you get get the sense that it's gigantic. Um, But there's some shots in here that are action shots that just feel great. Like uh, whoever's working the camera on these, those are hells coming in and Nix's. This might take a second, but I'm trying to get the best quality video I can get there. For those wondering about the T5, there has been a uh, Minakawa from Goonstorm Destroyed that um, I believe was started. It's a very old Minakawa fit because this pilot still has a Sano fit on it. 
So he's not undocked this minnow in many, many months. Right. What Sinos could you could be used by any ship. Yeah. So as you can see, there's a lot of really good camera work in here. It's very cinematic. And this part here is dramatic, but it's synced to music, which really works. Uh, this is probably test server footage. Um, but yeah, this really works. I liked it. So whoever made this did, just did a great job. I'll go ahead and put that in so you guys can check it out on your own. I think it's definitely worth it. All right. Uh, so anything else that you guys have? Gregorian? Oh, yeah. Code disbanded. Oh, yeah. Code. Oh, this is my favorite part. Look at that. You can sense the size of that. Did you see that? You could sense the size of that dreadnought as it was exploded. Yeah. The, the, so um, the code change is an interesting one. As far as I'm aware, code isn't actually disbanding, but it's more... It's a name they, change. There's AFK leadership from uh, James 315. So some of the groups, some of the corporate side aren't happy with that. So they wanted to do that, like, take it in a different way. I believe a large majority of their active membership, though, is moving over to this New Alliance um, security dot. But as far as I'm aware, code itself isn't going to disband, but I'm just not sure where they're going to situate after this shift around. Uh, I have some information there. Uh, one of those guys wrote me, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of information on this, and uh, it'll seep out probably uh, through Reddit. So we'll, we could just let that go. But uh, let's see if I can just find some information on where they're going. Yeah, the, what we can tell now is there was some sort of internal dispute in code, and several people, including the main leader, left to start a new alliance. Right. Aiko, I think, is uh, is being followed uh, to a new alliance or something like that. Anyway, it's uh, it's what can I say? It's it's not a group that I usually cover, uh, so I haven't really paid attention to it. We don't mind ganking and stuff, but you know, uh, code is a little special in that they uh, get they do things that puts them on the verge of griefing. Do they still do that? I think they do. So we don't really cover them. It's, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, like all big groups, there's outliers and things that can give negative images. But yeah, the reforming of them, um, whether it's a disbanding or just uh, the active member base of reforming under the new alliance, I don't think their core target is going to change. I think they're still going to look to do the uh, same tasks as before. Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, I got a bunch of information here. I'll need to sift through it. I just haven't looked. Um, but thanks uh, for a thanks, Daco, for sending it. Uh, someone else sent me information as well. Someone anonymous. Oh, great. And uh, uh, you know, I, I think they'll probably put out a press release or something. They seem to be, they seem to be on that path. Okay. I think if ac if it actually is the end of code, CCP should put up a monument in the Halima system because code is the new Halima code of conduct. Well, there it's not the end of code. Uh, most of those guys are going to just change the, their identity to something else. But yeah, yeah. Time will tell over the next couple of weeks on what's going to happen with the new group with the old. A lot of things will uh, change up, so it will be interesting, interesting to see how they settle out. And I'm sure Code have, are normally very public with the information. Um, they, there's a lot of posts on Reddit and things that they generally put out 
as well as on the forum. So I imagine there won't be any shortage of access into this information. Right. All right, guys. Uh, anything else that you've seen out there? Nope, that's all from me, really. Can't think yeah. of anything else off the top of my head. Thanks for staying up, man. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, then. Uh, we will go ahead and end the show there. We'll be back. Sorry we skipped the last three days of uh, last week. Uh, we decided. I decided that I just didn't want to be on screen uh, streaming for that time. And then I, start, I went to open comms and we had a show on open comms i thought was quite good and even the after show was quite good uh graph came on at the end of the after show i think we had some discussion there but um you know it was it's been a really strange time in, in especially in the united states for us uh, politically and uh, in in our real lives uh so it just didn't feel like uh, talking about video games was um in the mix what we were able to do and what we do all the time is we have a politics channel and talking in stations it's for real life politics from around the world and so we had about 15 15 10 15 guys in there like 24 7 just monitoring news and stuff which is what we do so sometimes we switch to real life and uh, unfortunately that was one of the weeks so sorry we didn't get last three shows out there also wasn't too much news if i recall last week uh, so yeah, so there it is, but we were back Sunday and we did our Sunday presentation, which was a great show. I'm about to put the podcast out now. It was 22 hours and 15 minutes of, uh, I thought really good content, uh, reviewing everything that's happened over the week. Uh, and also talking about the winter nexus. And now that it's concluded, uh, we also talked about some wormhole stuff. So it was a nice range of different stuff. Yeah. All right, well, it's good to see you guys again. We'll see you again tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned. We'll go ahead and find someone to rate. Take care, everybody.